ready? You ready? I was born ready. Were you? Were you though? Gladiator. Ready. Welcome to this, the 18th episode of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast for 2019. My name is Sean Peter I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Fabian. Buonasera ragazzi. Buonasera ragazzi. And Coach Davis, who is, let's say, a little bit happier than he has been for the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> happy, in fact, he's even wearing the club tracksuit in for the record. I've got to say, I thought he was better than that. But oh. here he is. He's got a win. We've got to win. We're on the board. We, um, As we said, we ventured down to the under-11 red division. We went out to Stinton's Reserve at Park Orchard. Did you come, by the way? No. I did invite you. I told you you should have come over. What day was it? Sunday. No, I had other things on. Like what? Just had, a, had a christening. Was, oh, uh, shit. It was all over the place. That was my weekend. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I got confused. So uh, yeah, um, do continue with how so you So ventured down. Um, we conceded the first goal, which I was I was worried, you know, with a bunch of boys that haven't won for a year and a bit. You Did you think that that one goal was the end of panic station, the end of the match, we're done? No, it wasn't. Yeah, you know when you watch a game and you're so you, in, and you your two teams are sort of feeling one another out a little bit. I felt that way at about the 11 minute mark of our game against GWS when we were seven goals down. <laughs> Well, you looked at your thought. I, I, I feel like we we were we were in the game. Yeah. We're absolutely in the game. So you thought this isn't one that we're definitely going to lose. So you thought this this is good. Let's see the metal of our boys. Good attitude to have. Um, they conceded the first goal, but it wasn't necessarily a good goal by the opposition. So you thought, okay, well, you know, let's see how they respond. My worry is that they might have gone into their shells and just thought, here we go again. Um, but in the end. Um, uh, they started finding the footy and got a bit of a roll on, got a bit of scoreboard, uh, put a bit of scoreboard pressure on. At halftime, it was um, two eight to one one. Were you coaching against Ross Lyon? <laughs> we, we were a little bit inaccurate. We had a few. Like, we, we rushed a little a bit few, inaccurate. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> we rushed twenty percent, Timbo. We rushed a few shots on goal when we had a little bit more time, but. But the game in, by that stage in the second quarter was being played in our forward line, so you thought, really, this is it's almost a matter of time. Were you worried about their scoring power at all? I wasn't. When when the field umpire gave three 25-metre penalties in a row... Wowzer. So this bike was... What for? The first one... The first one, it was actually, yeah, it was actually against the guy on the mark. He said he went over the mark, which he actually didn't. The guy who had gotten the mark or the free kick never pushed back, mm-hmm. and he was like one step away from the the guy on the mark. And when he went to sort of kick on the diagonal, my boy Joshy Gill stuck his hand out. He never stepped over the mark. The umpire's gone, oh, that'll be fifteen meters. Okay. Josh has a little bit of a propensity to do a bit of a Dale Thomas. I like that. At the age of 11, that's good. <laughs> exactly. Um, Why then, is he doing a Dale Thomas and it's not referred to as a Tim Davis? Yeah, exactly who, right. I've heard that your attitude on the bench is extraordinary. You oh, No, no. When he crosses the white line, I've seen Timbo in action. It's a bit of white line for you. Oh, a bit. So, so then there was a 25-metre penalty. And then what I've never, ever heard. So you're at 40. It, 15 and 25. So this free kick was given, he was probably five metres forward of the back of the centre square. Then there was a further penalty paid against a spectator who'd mouthed off at the umpire. Surely that's not a rule. Well, that's what I reckon too. 
And and this guy had had a go at both benches saying, you know, quieten it down, you know, there's too much, you know, chat and all this sort of stuff. And you're thinking, okay. Um, and yeah. then and then at halftime, I had my team manager go out to the umpire just to be able to chat to him, just to, you know, smooth things over. <laughs> he came back and he goes, that, that bloke's a flog. Oh, dear. And, and, then, and then at halftime, after halftime, we all come out on the ground. The kids are all lined up. We're ready to go. The same field umpire is there in the middle of the ground, stretching his back, <laughs> and and you looked at you thought this is all about you, and so we we probably had was six, it razor, it was razor esque, was razor esque. Yeah, remember um, the Italian referee on the yeah, yes. really flamboyant, oh, the one? flamboyant yeah, one, the really yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, best, I love him. It's I one of love the best him. Clips. It's so so, so anyway, when when they gave us a ninety metre penalty against us and put them on the goal goal line and they kicked a goal, you thought, please don't tell me these boys that have worked so damn hard are going to be scuttled by this bloke, overzealous official. Yeah. So in the end, the final score was six twelve to three one. Okay. So it was a solid victory. And looking at the ladder, we are actually on top because so this team hadn't. Your under eleven reds. Yep. When was the last time they won? As under nines. Under nines. So you've been in the job for one week. How much of this turnaround at the top of the ladder do you attribute to your own coaching? Pretty much none. Okay. I, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that full of myself. I, I I think I've got a very very simple, um, coaching ethos. And the last two guys didn't. No, no, I'm just – I'm not trying to overcomplicate it. I'm not focusing on winning. I'm you know just, what I love? You know what I'm getting I'm from? I'm very process versus result you know what I'm kind of a from, fella. from Timber? I'm getting a real Gordon Bombay vibe. Who's Gordon Bombay? I know – I've heard the name, yeah. but who is Gordon, Gordon Bombay? Gordon Bombay, lawyer, got uh, DUI, and then he was forced to do some community service coaching a ramshackle peewee hockey team. Oh, God. They is hadn't it, won. Is this Mighty Ducks? They hadn't won. They were <laughs> awful. They didn't score. Then all of a sudden, Gordon Bombay just taught them, you know, Play for fun. Play for the fun of the game. Yep, and yep. that turned them around, turned them into state champions, underage world champions. Wow. And then oddly, um, they went to college. Like, a, like it wasn't even college. It was like a prep school. They seemed to get the order of the movies out of whack. So they went from being world champions. You would then assume they would be able to beat a varsity high school team. They really struggled to do that. But the lesson through it all was fun of the game. Yep. Well, that's we, we have our team rules and there's three or four very stock standard footy rules that you probably grew up with as well, mm. but the very last one is have fun. Yeah. And that's what I push. Play, it's, it's football with a smile, Well, we're, we're playing a game. At the end of the day, you're playing a game. We want to win, yeah. but we're playing a game yeah. with your mates. You know, not all of them are mates, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I've just come straight from footy training, and, yeah, some of them get stuck into one another, and it's awfully frustrating. I like it, though. I like that there's some aggro there. Like, who's – um? Uh, was it the Melbourne Storm? They all hated each other? Is that a fact? The, oh, I don't know. I just – Spouting nonsense. Well, I understood Rance and Revolt never locked one another. And they actually said in the end it was Neil Baum coming back to the club that ultimately just sort of basically said to them, guys, you know, if you want success, you blokes have to drive the change and, and lead the culture and, mate, get on board. If you, you may not like to do the same things on the weekend, but you've got to, you've got to jump in and be a part of it. You've got a team full of Jeter and A-Rods. Neil Baum, right. this is like Neil Baum. Success everywhere he goes, mm. but no one knows what he does. Yeah, apart from being a nice guy, he rocks up to the tribunal every rocks now. Rocks up again. to the tribunal, you know. Didn't I'll, get Ivan Soldo off. Just no, quietly. no, no. Rocks up to the tribunal. Like, just just seems like a nice, nice guy. 
Except on the football field, he was anything. He was but. an animal. <laughs> We're going to move on now. We're going to talk about uh, Carlton. Fab has a few things to get off his chest. No, apparently. no, no. You say this every week. You, you, you tee it up for me to come in. You with said some that nonsense. you want to get something off no, your no, chest. I said I would let you I go nuts. I said I'd let you go nuts if you wanted to. However. Just for the record, Fab can't actually talk about Sunday's result as he hasn't seen it. No, so I was I was at a christening. Oh, were you? So was I. Um, no, you weren't. Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> and no, I I rewatch every single game, and I couldn't bring myself to do it this week. So I've seen none of it. So, so what are you going to talk about? How's your opinion this week different to last week? Because well, I can see it. From a step back. How? And not focusing on a single result, which may have been absolutely dog shit, but see it in context of the season. Lay it on me then. Oh, am I allowed to give you the cup half, cup half full? Give whatever makes you sleep view. at night. <laughs> no. <laughs> have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> no, well... An angry wank. I just think (laughs) in our rebuild, we have built from the back first. So Mm. we've just established a a defense, built the key positions up forward, thinking that these guys take longer, get them in, get them developing, and then bring in the midfield. Pre-season, we looked at it, and I looked at it, and said, our midfield is very, very, very shallow. Very young. young very and young. Shallow, and, and, yeah. and by, you'd have to say it's shallow as far as experience and quality. Yep. It, it may eventually be one of our strengths, but at the moment, we're shallow. Yep. You can't say Dow, SPS, Lockie O'Brien, Sam Walsh are ready to lead AFL games of football. So I think our midfield has been whilst good in patches, has been a weakness for us this season. But we've been in games because of a well-drilled defence. So for the first, what, six weeks of the year? Then we hit North Melbourne and we get absolutely massacred in one area of the ground. And since then, we've copped 100-plus points three weeks in a row, despite having a good, good turnout against Collingwood. Now, I just think we were ripe for the pickings on on, on the weekend. Like, I, I think Sorry, I was, Tim. Your eye was thinking we were playing football. We're actually a fucking orchard. That's fine. That's my mistake. No, I'm just trying Continue. to put into, into some context. We've been hit in one area of the ground that's allowed us to be pretty stable. Now, the midfield got smashed. Yep. Down back, it's we're probably missing five out of our best seven defenders. Now, I haven't seen the game. It, something's fallen over. It sounds like we didn't have our hands on the ball an awful lot. And we when we did... And we weren't laying tackles when they had their hands on the ball. That was the other thing. I just thought it was a recipe for disaster. Now, I'm not excusing effort and application, but I, leading into the game, I thought we could get smacked here. I actually thought we could have won comfortably. Fabian, tip, I, I, have Fabian I, tipped us. I tipped... So did I. I'm so far ahead that I tipped us out of showing support. So to get our listeners going, Fab's tipped us. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think I think <laughs> oh, it must be it must be good. But choice. I think the bottom line was when you looked at the Collingwood performance and the effort, and and you thought if that galvanises this team, we we're in with a shot. If mm-hmm. we play that style, that attitude, in any game that we play, we will compete. The GWS that kicked five goals against Hawthorne looked absolutely rudderless, with Jeremy Cameron sort of copping an injury, not really moving that great, you know, not really involving himself in the game. Um, they looked genuinely ordinary, and 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 all you can go on is the form coming in. And and similarly, you know, when we we all thought that in the Collingwood game we would respond after the North Melbourne game, and we did. So obviously, it stands to reason that GWS were going to have the right of reply and go, "Our real form is not five goals against Hawthorne. We're better than that." And they have an exceptional record at that ground and have pants some very good sides along along the journey as well. So you're right. In hindsight, to see us get absolutely mugged the way that we were, you're going, yep, fair enough. But there's losing and then there's a way to lose. I'm not, 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 I'm not dismissing that fact. Yeah. But what I'm no, saying, I know you're even not. If, I know even you're even not. the Collingwood game, inside 50 count, was skewed heavily in Collingwood's favour, especially because of the last quarter. Okay, made, made it look and as I've than said, yeah. our midfield, apart from Paddy Cripps, has been monstered all year. And yeah, yeah there's you know, people keep saying stoppages. Well, we may win. I reckon stats are stats don't pass the eye test all the time. Yeah. Now, the eye test says that we're just not strong enough in the midfield for long enough. Now, in other weeks. I've said our defence has held up, especially when Jones is coming in, taking marks. Yep. We can set up and move off that. And the young kids can run and spread and cover this deficiency. But when you allow teams like North Melbourne and GWS in particular to just stroll through and the defence is at its weakest, you're going to get belted. Now, the North Melbourne one... I thought we could have put up a whole lot more of an effort. But the GWS one, whilst effort might have been poor, I reckon even if we brought our A game, we were getting smacked. Oh, look, no doubt. No doubt. Look, they they are probably just a better side than us. And I, I have no issues with my footy club rocking up every single week and getting beaten by a better opposition. I mean, when you're coming off winning a wooden spoon... That should happen most weeks. It, it should happen most weeks. Yep. By by rights, they yeah. and, and and I think teams going going. We're playing Carlton. This should be a win. We got to take care of business. If we do our job, we'll win. Now that's fine, but it's what do you do when you're there? And and what we did when we were there was pretty fucking ordinary. And and um, Sean, you'll probably have heard the discussion that apparently I don't know if it was straight after the game or it was during the week. I think it was straight after the game where. They, they asked Brendan Bolton to leave the room. It was yesterday. It was yesterday, wasn't it? It was, it was training. So they've asked Brendan Bolton to leave the room and Paddy Cripps and Sam Doherty have addressed every single player individually. Is that, is that how you understand Look, it's, it it's or, tricky, or, or it's the a, group? It's a tricky one to gauge because we're going off a reported, which something the club were clearly happy to discuss because yep. it, it... Probably it, takes the pressure off Brendan Bolton. From a PR point yep. of view, it's a really good way to say the players are owning it, the players are driving it, and they're hurting. So we're prepared to tell you as much as we're prepared to tell you. Yep. For me, on the surface at least, if that's happened, you go, yeah, good leadership from Doherty and Cripps. What matters is what was said. Yep. And then more than that, which we don't know, we won't ever know, What does t- what's the takeaway? Well, what would you say? If you were Paddy Cripps, what oh, would you I, say? What did I say to you earlier, Fab? I said if I was in front of the group, what's the first thing I'd say to them? 
I don't recall. Okay, it was only about an hour ago. It said no one respects us. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. I, I, I think we talked about they had... Um, that was more than an hour ago. Yeah, they had Jared Roughhead on um, the front bar at maybe late in the season last year. And one of the comments was to Jared, would you go to Carlton? With the thinking of, you know, much in the, the vein of the Jordan Lewises and Luke Hodges, Sam Mitchell going to West, West Coast, the old head going to a young team to be able to offer something. And they asked him that, and he sort of just giggled at them as if to say, why the fuck would I do that? You know, why would I waste my time going there? And, and, and I thought... And, I'm not a big fan of Jared Ruffhead after he dropped back into defence while um, Fev was trying to kick his 100th goal. He was under instruction. <laughs> yeah, he was, but yeah. still didn't like it. Um, and I'd be very, very keen on getting Jared in as a coach. Oh, no doubt. But, Next year. Uh, but again, the, the disrespect and the disdain that he had for us then, I, I think is, well, is probably the similar to what you're saying, is there's a lot I'm of not, clubs that don't respect I, us. I'm not angry. That Club A doesn't respect us because we don't deserve respect. Well, you've earned, well, that, that's what we've earned. You, At all. You, you reap what you sow. You know, what you put out week in, week out we will can't be turn reflective. Up. We can't and we don't turn up quarter to quarter, mm. let no, alone right. week to week. Yeah. So I can handle quarter, bad quarters. No, with a young time, is, you what can. I'm, yeah. What I'm saying is we don't know what effort we're going to get whistle to whistle, let alone no. week to week. So this idea that we're playing St Kilda this week, St Kilda all week? will be saying you can kill them early. GWS did it. North Melbourne did it. Kill them early and they'll be done. They'll be cooked. And that'll be the message. If we're not ready for the first 15 minutes of the game on Sunday... Yeah, but two teams have done it in nine rounds. If we're, so yeah, two in the last three weeks. Two in the last three. If I, I, not, I'm with Sean if, to that end. He's saying it's... It, but what's been... I'm, I'm not giving us an out because we... That, like I said, I haven't seen a minute and I won't see a minute. But... Our defence have been massacred. Yep, massacred. And and Wiedering hasn't been bad. Like Wiedering at centre half back has actually played quite well. He, we've he, had he's Levi not been beaten, but it's just he can't be everywhere. Mate, we've had Levi down there. Liam Stocker playing his third game. Nick Newman was his first game back, and he actually played all right from played just all right. from a st- yep. stats point of view. McCready first game back in over a year. Yeah. Do you know this is the weakest. So why can Defense you explain to me in then, an already weak team? Can you explain to me then, in just in terms of selection, why are we not playing Hugh Goddard? No, I'm not disputing that. Why, if we're thin why, on the ground, why, if we're thin on the ground for defenders, no, no, not, no, there's I'm, no I'm, excuse to not be playing. I'm Hugh agreeing Goddard. with you. We we lose a big body midfielder in Dave Cunningham, who I'm I've, I'm almost going to put a line through. Um, what in t- full stop? Mate, if you can't play more than two weeks in a row, sh- you're cooked. Yeah, maybe. Right, you're cooked. I don't think his body... His footies when he's played has been pretty good this year. Yeah, so has Jamie Elliott's, mate, but he's played 15 games in four years. What was the bloke from Collingwood did his knee every five seconds? Lee Walker. All right. Phenomenal footballer, apparently, but guess what? His body not up to it. Well, Tom Williamson's a little bit like that, too, in the sense you go, what we've seen from you, really like it, mate, but you didn't play at all last year. You've played twice this year. And you're out indefinitely. And they're the age bracket where no. we need we need those th- third and fourth year players to start being the ones bringing us forward. But the point you make, and they're never fucking there. Going back and to it's se- starting to piss me off. Going back to selection. Yeah, no. Nah, so Dave Cunningham, big bodied midfielder, well, he's general sort. He's, he's not big bodied. Compared to Dow. Compared, sure? compared to Lockie <laughs> O'Brien, compared to Zach Fisher. Well, the thing is, Lockie O'Brien. Comes My point in. is, who, who should have come in for him? Pretty Kennedy? obvious. Matt Kennedy. 
Look, yeah. And then why are we surprised that the Giants just kill us well, at the stoppage? But then, as you say, like they killed us at a stoppage. But if you're playing Kennedy and Cripps in the same midfield, spread, do, do, do they get a hold of you on but, the outside? But we couldn't even we couldn't go body to body with them. Yep. at all. You yep. can't get outspread and outwork because you've got two slowish players. What are the other sixteen doing? Uh, no, but I, I just think that it's about balance. It's about balance, and and I, I don't agree with it. I'm yeah, just but the balance I, just, also has to be. In, in the contest, Tim, you need balance. No, I agree. And bigger bodies are going to smash you. Look, the correction this week will see Kennedy and Cripps in the same midfield. It just has to. I mean, and that's probably a product of injury as well, but it, they they both just have to be in there. If Brendan Bolton gives two squirts of piss about making it as an AFL coach, he'd want to start coaching to win games of football now. Yep. Well, And stop looking at who he wants to develop. Right, you left Harry in the reserves for a week and a half. I'm starting to get a bit shitty. They left that, Harry in the reserves the for a year and a bit. Everybody and for yet, a while. It, Matt Kennedy has been ready for a month. Yep. And yet you persist with players. I've got nothing against Lockie O'Brien, although I don't think he's going to make it. That's it. I've got nothing against him except his career. No, no I just don't think he's, he's good with ball in hand when he's got time and space. He's a, AFL football doesn't give you time and space. When we're a better side, he may yeah, be. Unfortunately for Lockie O'Brien, just at the point, this point in time, a little bit like Jack Silvani a couple of years ago, he doesn't have the benefit of playing in a team that can play him outside yep. and just let him go. Look, mate, if you get 15 touches, really, that's a good effort. He doesn't have that benefit. And, and, was, and don't forget, he would have played at Geelong Falcons or... Um, Mickey Turner. <laughs> Mickey Turner. Shout out to Mickey Actually, Turner. Actually, no, no, he was Geelong Grammar. Who? But he was a... O'Brien, you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But was where was he from? Was or was he from? Okay, he was, like, he was a Mildura boy, so I think he's like a Bendigo Pioneers. Oh, I don't know. But where, the, where was Dow from? Bendigo Pioneers. Or Paddy, or they're the same. North, I think they're the same. But the, the yeah. issue that we've got, Fab mentioned before, with selection and and whatnot at stoppages. Bendigo Pioneers. What we need to yeah. talk about at stoppages is why it's just fallen apart in the last month. Who's our stoppages coach? Like really? Who's it, Bruce? Wouldn't want to be Bruce because whoever's whoever it is would be in a lot of strife at the moment. Maybe. I mentioned it first against North Melbourne. We were just unable to defend the back of the stoppage. We refused to defend the back of the stoppage. Yep, we refused. You were saying this week it was the front of the. It stoppage. was the front of the stoppage. We, how many did we concede three goals from them just walking out? They the front? walked straight through it, and you in front going, of the teeth of goal, and it really, was like it's just a matter of having someone, someone yeah. there. Were we, we just, cheating? As in, we we're trying to. No, we were just Get badly cheap set ones up. Back the other way as well. Well, it was, just, it, it was the balance was out. You didn't. You always have somebody at the back just guarding. Have we tagged anyone this year? No, we refused to do that as well. We have Ed Kerno playing high half forward, despite the fact he can't kick the football. <laughs> uh, it's extraordinary. It's just you mentioned it before. Brendan Bolton needs to start coaching to win. You know when he needs to start doing it? The next four weeks. Oh, the next four weeks is massive. I've said it for if he his coaching career could be over in a fortnight. Can well, I, can the I buy, give my, the buys the magic? Look, you can't get rid of a guy in the first five rounds. You kind of got to get at least to halfway, and then the buy ends up becoming this magical the circuit breaker. Yeah, and and you're just saying, well, after this, if we've only got nine games left or whatever the number is, you're going, well, we can do nine with a you know, caretaker coach. If we have, I'll go on the record now. I don't think we're winning this week. I think the Saints will kill us early. I think they'll come out harder, faster. They'll run it and they'll just I break us. Think, I think they can get the attitude right, but I don't have any faith that they're that good. I, I completely agree, and that's why. But it's that so means damning. nothing. That that's means why nothing. It's so yeah. damning. If they come out with the right mentality, they can kill us. But by we could also. But what if we come with the right what mentality? About we mm. They've done it more often than we have, yeah, and 
if if they do, if they beat us, depending on the nature of the win, pressure ramped up. Yep. We play Essendon the week after. Mind you, in the last two weeks, or the last two days, rather, Devin Smith's been ruled Absolutely. out for the season. It sounds like Joe Danaher has done for the year because he's re-aggravated the groin. Absolutely. So you're sitting there going, massive. Yep. And they've got no on, Ruckman. Depending on those results... Uh, we've got Brisbane, I think, here. Brisbane will murder us. They'll absolutely murder us. They're a chance to. Oh. So then he goes into a game against Footscray. We, I could see us being... Who we, Footscray. West who, we, who we beat. <laughs> I could see us And who being, probably took us easy, so they're going to come out breathing fire. I could see us being, uh, what would we be, 1-11? and 11? <laughs> At that point, we're 1. one, and, one <laughs> the answer is we're 1. 1-10 one going <laughs> into the box. 1-11 going into the box. If we go four, 4 and zip... Faith is restored and everything is a there's, bit more. There's no rosier. chance we're going forward. Oh, well, there's a chance. Yeah, there is, there's and none. we're going to go Same through this. There's a chance. There's none. Zero. We go there three. We chance. go three and one. Great, and I think that's we'll we'll all be pretty satisfied with dropping a game. You know how low the bar is. You know how low the bar is. Hold on. He so needs to win to retain his job after the bye. Two and two. I don't think it's even that. I think it's you're lower. Really one. I think no, it's, I'm getting I think to it's this. One and I'm, no thrashing. I'm getting here. Two and two is a pass mark. One and three, I think he sees out the season, but I don't think he's coaching in twenty twenty. And zero four, he zero doesn't. four, he's gone at the break. Yep, this is a reality. And now, this is people or people talk about it in the media. Now we obviously don't have the platform of the Herald Sun or whatever. This is a reality of the business. More people listen to us than read the Herald Sun. But sure. this is a reality of the business that if people are naive enough to think that this conversation isn't happening, how many people are on our board? Oh, Ken Oath, it's happening. Is about, that eight or something? Yeah, about eight, seven yeah. or eight. Let's just say, I'm not sure of the exact number. Let's say there's eight people on the board. If people are naive enough to think that there is not one person in that room who thinks he's done. What if, what if Brennan Bolton's the best coach in the competition? He'd want to start showing it very, very soon. But he's working with what he's working with. And I think he's, I, I personally think what he's working with is better than what he's ringing out of it. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I do agree with you, but you just sometimes. Like, like you often do, you try and take the other tack on the argument, and 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 we're all saying very very justifi- justifiably is that justified? Um, can he coach? You know, is, does he know what he's doing? Does he have a game plan? You know, are, are we doing what we're actually wanting to do, or 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 you know, what is the issue? The, and, and, and the, the answer may be he may be phenomenal, and just with what he's working at with, and, well, and the say, age that they're at, they just may not be there yet. Can I say that? Well, Brendan, one of them's got one of them's got one of them. Brendan McCartney's is not example. doing the right job. Brendan McCartney's a good example where he was praised after the fact. I think they laid it on a bit thick the, the media, but praised after the fact for what he did with a, a really young Bulldogs team that Luke Beveridge came in and made infinitely better. Well, they they always said Brendan McCartney was a good coach, but he tore shreds off kids and he broke spirits. And I'm not saying that he, that he, he broke spirits, and then when. Beveridge came along, and we always talked about you know the Pagan McKernan relationship. You know he would get stuck into Corey. Corey would go into his shell. When Wayne Britton came along and put his arm around him, and and you know you know coerced good footy out of him, he was just that footballer that just didn't subscribe to the yeah. old, old and school barrelling. Yeah, but hold on, one second it, I, saying I've that never Brennan... liked that story because Corey McKernan nearly wins a Brownlow under Dennis Pagan. It's not Corey didn't play dog shit his entire career. No, no, no. no but I think. Things were going pretty well in the North Melbourne days, and he probably wasn't getting barrelled by him at that stage because everything was working. And, look, and he was playing two and three IC behind the duck, 
and he could just go about his business and was was would terrorise opposition because he was the hardest bloke on the field to match up on. And I'm not saying that Brendan Bolton's tearing shreds off anyone. I'm simply saying that is his method at the moment. He's had three and a half seasons in the gig. Yep. And he's done some hard yards, credit to him, with, yep. a, with a list that is being rebuilt and is continuing to be, continue to be rebuilt. But has that ceiling come sooner than anyone anticipated? Look, it's everyone Everyone talks about it. It's, it's a win-based business. And if you ain't winning, people will move you on. But the question, and, and to the credit, you, know, you listen to Chris Judd and you're going, the board... Juddy needs to be very careful because he's saying the same stuff every week. Look, he is, he is. But if he if he is bought into the process, I mean, we talked about you know Philadelphia 76ers tanked for fucking four seasons in a row to be able to generate as many early draft picks as possible. Now, granted, you're playing a sport where there's five blokes on the court, so if you have enough talent, you can very very quickly compete. They also showed that get one of those years wrong, replace Markel Fultz with. Uh I was going to say Channing Tatum, Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Well, they've already won one premiership, haven't they? By that, by that stage, they've won a title. They're so, almost pushing Golden State. So, so we we have not openly tanked, but we have accelerated we the rebuild. The we stripped, we stripped it back. Now we said it last year that it, it not every time we go to the draft we're going to get it right. But you don't have you don't have to. In in our case. In I, our, well, I you, reckon, you certainly I reckon need to be do. getting more right than you're getting wrong, but but they have they have absolutely butchered the list, and and not saying that's a bad but thing. Someone's underperforming Tim, and if Brendan Bolton, in your eyes, is the best coach known to man, no, I'm not saying that he is. I'm just then I'm Soss asking the question. And there's an aspect his of it crew. that's not simpatico. It's either the list build has been undercooked to this point, the coach is uh, underperforming with the list, and where it should be is not measuring up to where it is. Or yeah, the quality of player is not where it needs to be. I, I just think the they butchered it so hard that they brought so much youth in. They're they're just a they're just a young side across the board. And 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 we said it we said it before. When when you look when you draw a line from the time that Silvani started, if, like I, I've done this list in the order that they came to the club. So. Cade Simpson's number one on the list because he came in in the 2002 national draft. Plowman is the tenth player on the list because he was the first one of the first trades done in that first trade period that Silvani oversaw. There are nine players that were there before Silvani started, and admittedly a couple of them may be back. But of our nine, you've got Simpson injured, Murphy injured, Doherty injured, Jones injured. I think I said this a little bit last week. Like we're just young. We're just flat out young, and and how many how many kids in other teams at twenty and twenty one are, are are leading their own team? They're not no. like there's young kids that are doing well in behind other you know leaders and whatnot. You know Clayton Oliver last year at twenty was having a great season, doing really well. Angus Brayshaw was doing really well, but he also had Nathan Jones around him. He had Dom Tyson. He had Max Gorn, um, Jack Viney. You know there's some pretty big bodies helping out. Um, along the journey, and the kids aren't doing it all on their own, and that's what we're being asked to do. Perhaps the board or the footy department do understand that maybe, well, Brendan can coach, and the list build was aggressive. Maybe adding those two together, if something as simple as beating Hawthorne, which wasn't hard, beating Gold Coast, and maybe picking up another, but even if it was just those two, the result on the weekend, we'd be talking about effort, and yep. application, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Whereas now, because, and I'm going to say Brendan didn't put emphasis on 
There's t- there was times in games where he had to put the let's win this yeah. hat on. Because he didn't emphasise that. They played safe a couple of times. We didn't pick up those couple of wins and now added pressure is on. Yeah. Totally. Even, many, if we're, even if we're three and do yep. the math, three and six, yep. this weekend's result is being analysed in isolation, whereas it's, it's been looked though. at holistically. It's not though. I've been speaking about this for weeks, about the trend. And the trend is an inability to execute. Yeah, um, yeah but we've we've had moments in games where we looked where we looked good. Mm. We've had moments in game in every game bar the uh, the Western Bulldogs game. We have been woeful for about forty minutes. Yes, but, yeah, but we are the oh, reigning me, wooden spoon winners. And I think that is we can't be that forever. No, no. I, look, I'm, all I wish at to this point, point in out time, is, it looks like we will is be, you but. can you can look at our performances and you can pick out the good stuff or you can pick out the bad stuff. Now, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not not looking at the bad stuff. I'm absolutely conscious of it. But equally, at times, it seems like you won't recognise when we are doing good things. I recognise that last week I shut both of you up. You said I didn't have any positives, and I reeled off about five of them in thirty seconds. Yeah, but you don't. You, before, but you, you wouldn't do that. You, you, you wouldn't do that willingly. That's the problem. No, that's not the problem. The problem so we have to waterboard it. The, the problem that we've got at the moment is there's far too many in our fan. It's starting to turn. It's turned belatedly where the villagers are rounding up the pitchforks a bit. At the for initially, no one was willing to do it because come on, boys, be positive, back them in. Oh, we're all in this together, bound by blue. And slowly, it's starting to get people are starting to turn towards Tony, Tony's take on it. People are starting to go, What's Tony got to say about it? We are shit. That's it. Bring back a Bryce Gibb. I think my dad does miss Bryce. Yeah, we could probably get him back. Um, I was actually thinking that the other day is if, if they're paying him too much and he offered a trade, and we always talk that Silvani, whenever Silvani walks in the room with, um, he's forget, yeah, Justin Reed, he, he would just shit himself again and go, Oh, fuck, what does he want this time? But that's you can get him back for a third rounder. That'd be an extraordinary deal. But, um, you know what you could do with Justin Reed? You go to him, we'll take Bryce Gibbs, but we'll have to swap first round draft picks. <laughs> and Reedy will forget that we've given him ours. Some chance. And we may get pick one back. Some chance. The biggest thing at the moment, I, I think, uh, there's some, some. For me, anyways, how Robert Walls fits into this equation. Oh, totally. We spoke about it earlier. Oh, he's not there purely and simply as Fabian put it, to have a really good seat in the coach's box and A1 position and watch some footy. I think It's at, the best reserve seat membership at the club. I think yeah. if they don't ask him what we spoke about in a couple of weeks' time, given results, if they don't ask him for a report at the bye... Yep. I think it has to be. I think you're right. At the bye, he sits down with the board in front. I reckon Bolts is there, present. I think everyone's there, and he just he says what he has to say. He's there. He's not, like, he's not there to just watch some footy. Well, put it this way. Brennan Bolton presents to the board monthly. And and he would sit there and he would probably talk about individual players, he'd talk about improvements, he'd probably talk about injuries, he'd talk about what the game plan is, he'd talk about how you know kids are developing, you know, what the, the long term plan is, how the game style is evolving, you know, um and, and he would be he'd be smart enough to be able to say this is what's working. And he'd be able to sell the dream and say, I'm the right guy. I can get out of these guys what you need me to get out of them. But at exactly the same time, Robert Walls is going to be sitting there saying, okay, you're doing that, but where's this? Where's this element? When, there, when's, when there's the need to have a crack at a bloke and be brutally honest, is, is well, he... Players like, are taking review sessions and saying, well, yeah, going, yeah, is that an issue? Yeah, but, but then, I mean, they've always... 
the, the criticism of Brendan Bolton from the media is, you're too nice. Well, Brendan McCartney lost his job because he was too brutal. So There's a balance. Th- there is a balance. And, and I don't know, they're, they're trying to just character or assassinate a bloke because they want him to be something that he's not, I, I think is all wrong. And, and, and the role that the media is playing in this whole... Um, review really frustrates me because I reckon, I reckon the media. I reckon the media. No. Jared Waitley said it the other night. Jared Waitley's a fuckwit, and you know it. Jared so Waitley do not quite Jared. Sean, Jared Sean, Waitley. Sean, went through a year on you, his podcast. You hated him. Now you're fucking one of his disciples. You what the fuck? That when you're on your paper round, mate. <laughs> Jared Waitley said it the other night. He goes for he goes, the media. Have given this team a free pass. That is bullshit. bullshit. They've oh, been brutal. Mate. He, out of all people, they've been also. brutal. We have won Sean, four or forty-one week, games of football. Yes. Last week, Gary Lyon and, and Nick Revolt on this said, "Club does not. Dis- if Carlton were a stock, we'd be buying them. Absolutely. That's, that's, now, one week later, yeah. Now it's either they know nothing about the fucking the share react, market. They're reacting. Well, how does that how does that correlate to what Jared Waitley said? It's two completely different people with different opinions. His point, you know, no, because no, in the was, week later, the same people said. That we're in crisis point. No, Nick Rewald's been pretty reasonable, but but he said but, they got a free pass. Is what. But he's been Jared saying. Waitley's been saying that, and I you sit there and go four from forty one. That's the worst run since Fitzroy. But four when, from forty one. Yeah, yeah, but when you and the scrutiny on this club, the the wave that they rode through preseason yeah. did not reflect the record that we have as a club. And now, like I said, people are slowly getting the pitchforks because. Not everyone has the foresight that I had during the first quarter of the season to send you boys those text messages, which I dug up. With the game that we almost won. The game that we were six goals down yeah, and had no hope of really pulling out of the fire If reasonably. Alex Rance did his, didn't do his knee, we probably would have won. Well, look, what yeah, I'm saying is... Your hindsight means nothing. You called for Mourinho's hindsight. head and when Mourinho got the sack was from I wrong? Man United... Was I wrong? No, you were right. Yeah. And then Ollie comes in made you look good for a month. Well, he didn't make me look good. And guess what? It just showed again that those players were dog... Shit. No one's going to have the more a more shit-eating grin than me when he's gone in four weeks because I've called it for so long and you guys, no, 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 no. Give him more time. Give him more time. I'm Young not saying that. I was just saying we don't know if he can coach. Excuse, Give excuse, him. excuse. We don't know if he can coach. No. Three and a half years in, that's a problem. No, Sean, the list has been to this. Is last that, year, Tim, even, even you would say that last year we were decimated Tim, to the point where you could write off the Tim, season. Tim, four pre-seasons and three and a half seasons of footy in, if we're sitting here saying we don't know if he can coach, that's a problem. It depends on how you measure him, though. Like he, the, the one thing is no no football club in history have has ever gone through as brutal a rebuild of the list as what we've you done. Know why, you know why you know and, why and I, we haven't the, moved? The, the thing you don't know... The thing that you don't know is how would how would Alistair Clarkson go coaching this team? How would Paul Ruse go coaching this team? They might have you they, mentioned they Paul might have they might have been three from forty one or two from forty one. Funny, funny Dennis Pagan was just a premiership coach and was a coup when we got him. Yeah, and he didn't help us. And Mick Malthouse came and he didn't help us. Would you argue that the list that Dennis Pagan coached, the list that he inherited? The list we've got now is far stronger than that list. Well, it was shit and ageing then. It was far stronger. We're, we're talented and young and not performing at the moment. Funny you mentioned, you mentioned Paul Ruse earlier. He said a few things on the couch on Monday which he were did. encouraging. Yes. I don't think realistically he's gettable, but I think he will take a call if it comes to that. Fabian and I spoke about, we spoke about on the text. We need to, if he's interested, if we move on the coach, if we need a new coach, we need to offer him the football manager role. 
watch. We've got to be the club that revolutionises yeah. coaching oh, in the totally. NFL. It's the opportunity that we have with with a young list. We, all we've got to do is put in place around these young players. If you can, if you think you've got the talent, you've just got to put the team around around those players to be able to continue to, to develop them. Obviously, there is a a cap on your football department. I think we should genuinely. I think we could get around it. I think if Carlton went to the AFL and applied for special dispensation, environmental said, uh, no no patron yeah, ambassador, yeah, Vizzy ambassador. Yeah. No, but if Carlton went to the AFL quite seriously and said, Hat in hand. we've been a basket case yeah. for years. We had a couple of up years that are the exception, not the rule. Um, we believe that what we need to get right, we can get right with this man. Okay, so Sean, if it was your call, and right now we've got Chris Judd as football director on the board, we have Brad Lloyd as football manager, and you have Brendan Bolton as head coach, if you were to bring Paul Ruse in, are you losing any one of those three play, three people? And Brendan Bolton. So you're so he is head coach, but is he the coach, or are you, yes. or, or are you following the same? He's Alex Ferguson. So he's Alex Ferguson. He's a manager, but you yes. you would then employ somebody else to be his two IC to eventually take over. Not necessarily, or? but what you have is a system whereby, as, as Fabian would know, in association football in soccer, where the manager Paul Ruse is Paul Ruse is out there running drills and doing the, shit. the day-to-day stuff. No, That's I, done I, by. I get it. Even, I get it. We've, even, we've had this discussion before. Even in the coach's box. I envisage this future role, and they will get there. They'll get there. They'll Sheedy, get. Sheedy was getting there. Don't even, almost don't even sit in the box. Stop having the headphones on. I wouldn't sit at the bench. I'd rather sit a little bit higher, sit like a fan, and watch. Mick Moldas didn't. He saw. No, well, you need to be on the bench. You don't have to be, but Mick Moldas used to look a play or or a kick down the ground to see if the setups are right. You, you're not getting a feel of the game. I think the manager just has to absorb it. I don't want to see that fucking whiteboard telling me. Oh, you know, we're minus three in hardball. I don't give a fuck. The that, eye test know, will tell me. That's something that he gets shown by an assistant. Yeah, but yeah. it's not something you show the pl- The eye test tells you we've been dog shit at tackling. I don't care if it says we're only minus one behind in tackles. I don't care because that's counting little... I want more. Yeah. I, I'm watching this. I want more. I get the sense that we're not putting enough pressure on. You know what else the manager is in this particular hierarchy? Some coaches would be this, And you absolutely. empower the assistants. You empower the assistants. But the managers, and you think about guy like like Alex Ferguson, there's been plenty of others all around the world, he's the guy you fear, he's the guy you respect, he's the guy you play for, because if you don't, you're done. Yep. You're yep. done. Hmm. You and then your line coaches can be the ones who put their arms around you yes. and give you the hug and give you all the encouragement you need. But the bloke at the top is the one ultimately determining your fate at the club. Yep. Um, so I'm just just quickly just backpedaling a bit. Last week um, there is still Sorry. time for the Carlton team to go and watch John Wick before uh, Sunday <laughs> afternoon's game. Uh, obviously they didn't go see it last week because I don't I don't remember the scene in the movie. Maybe where John they were Wick... in John Wick mode, Sean, and it was just no. I don't think so because John Wick would never have walked into the Continental and just been shot straight away and killed. So it would have finished the John Wick yeah, chapter that, one. That, that didn't happen. We've gotten three John Wicks, so I don't get the feeling they were in John Wick mode just quietly. Pete, We've had Pete as, ma- as many was, John Wicks as wins in the last in the last two years. <laughs> Pete Molinas was very happy with John Wick mode. We were, we had a coffee on Friday morning. Shout out to Pete. Shout out to Pete. Um, and uh, interestingly, just, yeah, just quickly, did enjoy. It. We spoke about this before, and I don't want to labour because we've spoken for forty minutes about Carlton. Um, I mentioned not much else to talk we, about. We, this we, week. Look, we looked into it. I looked into the stat that 
since we let let him go, decided we don't need Neil Craig anymore. He retired. I think to be honest, Stephen Trigg obviously was an advocate of his. Once yep. Triggy left, I think he was he was Triggy's man. He saw out the season and off into the sunset he went. Fabian and I spoke about it earlier tonight that I think he was happy to have the bad taste of his experience at Essendon washed out of his mouth, and he was able to end his time in football with a positive experience. I agree, um, which was good for him, and he deserved it. We've won three games since that experienced head. I'm not saying it's Neil Craig specifically, but since that mentor type has left the, the fault. We've won three games. We have also traded away Brad, uh, Bryce, Brad, Brad Gibbs, Bryce Gibbs and Sam Doherty's done two knees. I don't know if they equal how many more wins. No, I, no, but, I reckon it's this definitely, year. No. definitely a step yeah, backwards. Oh, look, we've got, to, we've got to stop using that. We to use Tim, that as an excuse every fucking no, week. No, no, no. I've said to Tim... We don't have them, so we can't I keep using I don't care that we missed out on Dylan Shiel. Yep. But I said it last year. We needed mature, elite midfielders. Don't say now, Michael Barlow. No, no, no. If Dylan Shield was at Carlton, we'd have probably three more wins. It may be another one. This year? This year. Big call. I don't agree with it. Well, Sean, if you had Dylan Shield, you win Gold Coast, you win Hawthorne, you probably win Collingwood. You might win something. Come on, mate. Mate, we're up with three minutes to go against Collingwood. Do we? We're talking about a team that can't execute. Yeah. Do we? It couldn't have made us any I know worse, it's sliding Sean. doors, but I, th- I think... Couldn't have made us worse. The, the only question is, if you got Dylan Shield, do you have um, Sam Walsh? The reality is, if you got Dylan Shield... Oh, we wouldn't have Liam Stocker. I was going to say, you probably wouldn't have Liam Stocker because you would have already, you would have already traded away that future pick. If he ever gets excited over anything that Liam Stocker does... You're going to punch him in the face. Yeah, pull his beard right over his head. I mentioned head. last week Liam Stock did a nice pick-up and a couple of nice kicks inside 50. I mentioned it last week. Sorry, I, Ac- I didn't, didn't pick fraud. it up in and amongst everything else, all the other <laughs> negative. Dive tribe. Yeah, we'll wait <laughs> We're going to move on to AFL in general. Mid-season draft has created an interesting um, and There's some saltiness, unexpected, isn't there? What do you mean? Saltiness. From who? Chris Scott. Oh, is there really? What about? Basically, the saltiness comes from the genesis of the mid-season draft is you enter a season, you think you're a shot, you lose your centre-half back to a knee injury, your ruckman goes down, your one key forward short, whatever it happens to be. The mid-season draft is the opportunity to be able to correct your bad luck, replace the player that Isn't you that don't have. I think the concept of it is great. The argument now is... Sorry, is this uh, you or Chris Scott? No, this is Chris Scott, and this is the, the groundswell of support uh, the groundswell is basically. I think the saltiness is Carlton p- potentially and possibly solely are going to take the opportunity just to get the best young kid who, had he have gone into next year's draft, probably would have been a second or a third round pick, or if he hadn't been injured last year, might have been drafted a whole lot earlier. So we're not addressing a need. We're not putting. What's our prerogative? Well, it's completely right. It's completely right, and and no one says. Well, it's Carlton. We'll probably if, fuck if you, the pick have, up anyway. Well, no, that's exactly right. But I mean, at, at the moment, at, at the moment, the talk is um, the best young small forward in the country is a kid called Sam Lawson at Coburg. Um, they they're talking him up, saying really, really quick, really, really skillful, lays lots of tackles, and you thought he could probably come in and play straight away and probably address a position of need. There was another kid, uh, I wrote his name down, um, Cody Hurst, 
who was a wingman at Eastern Rangers, and he had a knee injury last season. He's come back as a, an overage player in the TAC Cup, and they said if he didn't get injured, he probably could have been a he probably could have been a second or third round draft pick. And, and a number of clubs even considered rookieing. He comes into our club. He probably sits on the list for two years before he even plays. And that's the argument: is they said the mid mid season draft supposedly exists because it's your opportunity to be able to cover off for the injury that scuttled your season. Yeah, or where you're short. So, in, but again, in if, if what we, we won three of forty-one or four of forty-one, yeah. you just get the best available yeah, because you're not going to turn that around with one player. I know, but we'd be if we were pure to the concept, we'd be drafting a small forward. The concept's up to interpretation. Yeah, I well, know. That, that's the thing, and, and Sauce, we've I've always said when Sauce came on board, one of the things that he did was he brought across some sort of software package that was being used in Major League Baseball where they would assess. They're obviously assessing every single player in minor leagues, other teams. So they're obviously rating... It's like sabermetrics. Yeah. So they're basically saying there may be 2,000 profiles in this database and they can basically rank them in order. And He's actually just using MySpace. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've always been fascinated by this because I'd love to know what's how they've gone about doing this. And obviously picking up guys like... Um, uh, who was a small forward from Adelaide? Matty... I wanted right. to say Walsh. It's right, yeah. Matty Wright, Daniel Gorringe. You know, they obviously rated and raving, thought, yeah. raving success. Well, no, I was no, no. The opposite what, ends of the we scale. We spoke about this. You and I did four years ago. The whole point was we have to add top end talent. Yep. But Sauce was also going, who is thirty five to forty on our list? If they're ranked below somebody outside somebody of the competition, on, bring outside him the competition, in. who yeah. is available that's on within this. It's exactly right. Program. Yep. Delist those four, bring in the other ones, and see if they can take the extra step. Well, that's right. And so- a lot of when people analyze Sauce's recruiting, a lot of those gambles that cost us nothing get thrown into it. Oh, oh they, yeah. they go. This is an example of why he can't recruit. And you're going really? You're going to bring up um, Liam Sumner. Liam Sumner was is the very bloke that I was trying to think of. It was about improving players thirty-five to forty on your list, not that's just right. players one to ten. That's right. That's exactly right. So we should, in fact, actually just be getting really excited about what the Northern Blues have got cooking for the next couple of years. Good stuff. possibly. The other bloke that has been talked about is Josh Dunkley, who's Andrew Dunkley's other son. Um, and Isn't there already a Josh Dunkley? Or is it? Or, this guy's Dunkley, anyway. The other Dunkley. Josh Dunkley is the one at Western Bulldogs, isn't he? <coughs> yeah, I think Ben Josh- Dunkley it is. Yeah. Sorry, Ben Dunkley. Um, and evidently, he was father-son eligible at last year's draft. Um, he was overlooked by everybody. Um, he's had a great preseason. He's really come good. He's playing great footy this year. Um, he kicked three and had 20-odd possessions the other day. Sydney actually asked the question of, oh, mid-season draft, can, son. can we take him father-son? And the AFL's turned around and said, no, you had the chance to do that last year. So he just goes into the pool with everybody else. <laughs> I get the feeling they would have sat the AFL, because it's not a bad question, the AFL would have sat there Absolutely. and gone, uh, no. no. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not, I don't he's, really know why. This, no, we'll just settle on no. Well, especially after they had the trade ban after get picking up Buddy and they were never over the salary cap, but they just sort of said, oh, you weren't playing the way that we thought that you would, and they banned them. You know, and To me, that's still... That part's wrong. Them having to have his salary against their salary cap for the 10-year contract, I agree with. Yeah, Because you, you, you only blew Hawthorne out the water because of the length of the contract. That's right. So and GWS. That, that you have to hold. Yep. But why they got penalised in the draft was just 
ludicrous. Just the AFL making up stuff on the run. But the interesting that doesn't sound like something the AFL would do, Sean. Not at all. The interesting <laughs> Dale Thomas seven and a half thousand dollar fine for for calling an umpire a cheat. It's not a great idea from Dale. But the the interesting byproduct from the mid season draft is a spate of mid season retirements. Yes, yeah. which yes. is probably something I didn't think about at the time, but it makes perfect sense where clubs are having conversations with players and saying, well, look, if you're going to wrap up, if you wrap up now, we can actually replace you. So Grundy, do they still have to have their salary? On I the, imagine they would do they a, would, some kind yes. of payout, but yeah. they might get a, a, some clear up a spot on the list from the AFL. They might You'd get, get some You'd get your base salary. Place. Obviously, wouldn't get your match payments because you're not but, playing. But uh, Heath Grundy obviously pulled, a, pulled the pin today, yep. uh, joins Tom Boyd. Um, we Did we have No, did we have someone? Uh, some Sean, was, Sean Grigg. Sean Grigg did it, of course. He was the other one. Yep. So there was. Yeah, it's an interesting thing where you get to feel like this will be something going forward where we'll get to early May. And you'll start hearing about guys going, yeah, that's me, done, now. Well, well, I think the bottom line, without a mid-season draft, well, we had Tom... What's the rush? We had Tom Bug. Did a pre-season delisting. Became a social influencer instead. instead. (laughs) Thanks, Tom. Jesus. Um, And then, obviously, the the things at the tribunal, um, we just want to speak about something very briefly because we're running extraordinarily behind time. Let's just fly through the AFL and then we'll get to to the big part of the show. Yeah, okay. So one of the extraordinary things to come out of I thought this weekend was that there was no case to answer for Shane Mumford. Yep. I just thought it was an interesting or sets potentially an interesting precedent where personally, and this is not just as a Carlton fan, Mumford's that sort of player. Yep. He's got this track record. What was he trying to do? He lined him up and he has his need him in the ribs, in the midriff. And this idea that the AFL of distance or what they've created in my mind at least is that so long as you, if you're trying to hit someone or if you hit someone above the shoulders, you're in strife. But if you hit him in the middle, that's all right. But you sit there and go, well, okay, what happens if Mum ruptures his spleen? That's exactly but right. Wasn't Cripper penalised for a jumper punch? Yes, fine, yeah. I believe. What right. happens? What happened if Mumford... And, and there'd already been a free kick and a goal come from it, but they decided to penalise him again. I mean, that that's the bit that always like irks me is is if you've already been penalised. Mm. Why penalise him again? I mean, yeah. it's the old double jeopardy rule. I mean, and that's the thing with the with the Mumford situation for me at least is that, that sorry, not to say you could turn around and punch somebody no, in the face no, no. And, but, and break their jaw and give a free kick. You don't then say, oh well, now he doesn't get a. Uh, but we always talk about busted his jaw. We always talk about duty of care, burden of you know on on the player. Yeah, and, and if you and, and the break result of your actions. Fa- yeah. you know, I vividly remember Eddie Betts, a pretty very clean player. Can't remember who we were playing against. Several he was playing for us at the time. St uh, Kilda, and he yeah. he broke the guy's jaw. And you go, he went, oh, he's he's, he's opted the bump and he's broken his jaw. I think he got three weeks. Yeah, you go, well, yeah, okay. If he doesn't break his jaw, then yeah. So Mark Murphy's he's got cracked ribs. Yep. Won't play for a month. Three weeks. Yep. What what's the threshold in terms of Mumford's duty of care? Is it if he you know, Tom Lonergan style he ruptures his kidney? And it's life-threatening. And if it was Ivan Soldo, would he have gone? Yeah, it's, you sit there going, mate, you lined him up, you need him, you intended the to hurt him. The ball was gone. You, yeah, you, you had him. one intention, and it was to cause as much damage as possible. And as I said, just from a dangerous it precedent. Was, it was a dead set cheap He shot. does play for the AFL's baby. Just for, I just think, as I said, from a, from a precedent point of view. It was Carlton Pyre. What you create... What you create is... Be in prison. <laughs> what, what you create, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yep. So at what point does someone say... Geez, you went no, up, they can. You went the up, AFL have got... You went up for a marking contest and you ended up cracking the guy's skull. Well, you've intentionally jumped up and... Mm. It's one of those 40-gallon drums, mate. They can open the lid, put it back. It depends who you are. They've got you know no this consistency is, is like, anything. This is it, like... It's their biggest risk. As a brand and a league and a, and a sport and a product, their biggest risk right now is just pure transparency mm. because it, it will turn people away from the game in droves because... 
they they are the more they do, the more they lack credibility. And I only say this because it's as you know, Carlton obviously we three tend to you know watch our games a lot more closely than other games. I picked up an incident when we played North Melbourne where Taron Thomas tackled Tom Williamson. Williamson hits the ground head yep. first. He was Should a bit have been groggy. A free kick. He yep. was a bit groggy, and yep. he, he went off the ground and was assessed and came back on no harm, no foul. But you sit there and go, that one just slipped right through the net. Well, it wasn't even a free kick. It wasn't even a free. It wasn't. Mind you, Will Setterfield wasn't, wasn't a free kick either. But I'm talking about wasn't cited, wasn't spoken yep. about. Whatever, and you sit there and go, it's a sling tackle. Players have been suspended for that, but you didn't seem to worry about that one because either you didn't care, you didn't see it, no one raised it, don't worry about it. Mm. And I just think that, as you, as we've said, you just create this interesting precedent that do you contradict yourself later on? Do you live up to it? At what point is, is are players culpable for their actions? It yeah. seems And to the depend. whole Fife and double ablet approach... Yeah, you just they, they pick and choose what who they want to punish, what they want to do. If there has to be someone who is dog shit in the league every year, do you think the AFL aren't content that is Carlton, who have managed to somehow get sixty thousand members to watch this dog turd team? Well, I think they've had enough of us being rubbish. Personally, they have no idea the, no, the earnings do. potential they're missing out on. No, they do. They know full well. I'll just leave this one dangling in the air. You can think about this for a week. Would Carlton apply for a priority pick if we finish last and win a couple of games? That'll that'll be brilliant. No, but quite seriously, Justin Reid would be upset, no, wouldn't be, he? No, but quite no, quite seriously. <laughs> the the rationale would be even if we you when you make this application, the fact that we traded our first round pick is actually it doesn't matter, or it shouldn't matter. That shouldn't be in an equation because we won. We would win two games with or without that pick. Well, uh, they would say. I reckon we'd have you, mo- you obviously thought you were better than what you were. You just say and we then asked. Sauce would go. Well, we're not. We're not. And actually, it, it might work in our favour because it's it's never a good look having picks one and two. Yeah. But having one and whatever Adelaide. They Wales, wouldn't. They wouldn't ever give it to us. Eighteen, according to Sean. They, they wouldn't. They would never give it to us because they'd be spiteful about it and say, "Yeah, you traded the pick away, whatever." And you go, "Well, that doesn't." That one way or the other doesn't. Well, the bottom line is you would turn around and say, look, if, if you think we're going to be better with the list that we've got, that's fine. But if we have another dog turd of a season the following year, we're only going to come back and ask again next year. So if you say no this year, be ready for us to ask again next year. Well, right. I said no last year. We're going to breeze through this because yeah, we're, we're literally what's running. The, what's the ladder? We're running an hour. Shit, and we've got the greatest things in slots. So the ladder is, I made, up some, I made up some ground last week. Sean, Excuse me. Sean, 44. Fab, 49. Tim, 38. You're 11 behind me. I was 11 behind you last week. Through nine rounds. Nah, you dropped one. <laughs> sure? Yeah. yeah you're okay. going horrible. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go through these really quickly. Sydney and Collingwood on Friday night. I got uh, the magpies. Pies. Pies. Easily. Hawthorne and Power. I have got power. That's at the MCG. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Too many injuries at Port Adelaide. They fell in against Gold Coast and were probably lucky with some dodgy free kicks. All right, just give me the tip, Tim. Hawthorne. Bulldogs and North at uh, Marvel, I imagine. Maybe. It doesn't really say where that is. Uh, I'm going for North. Bulldogs. Dogs. Fucking, I'm going to make up some ground this week. How good's this? You may not get one right. (laughs) Uh, Adelaide and West Coast at the Adelaide Oval. I've got West Coast. Adelaide. West Coast. Uh, the Suns host Geelong. I got the Cats. Catters, pussies. Uh, Richmond and Essendon. I've got Richmond. Is this the dream time at the G? It is the dream time at the G? Richmond and Sydney Stack will win the medal. Probably won't deserve it, but he will get it. Wow. Essendon. Like it. I could fucking be in front. 
the Giants, they... I've lost it. Melbourne. Melbourne hosts the Giants. I've got the Giants. It is at the MCG. The Giants will win comfortably to break this. They should. Hoodoo. Melbourne will win and keep the hoodoo going. Wow. Um, St Kilda and Carlton, I've got the Saints. Blue boys. Yeah, I'm going the Blues. I'm having faith. I'm sticking fat. Uh, And then Fremantle hosts the Lions. Lions for me. Fremantle. Fremantle. Lockie Neal won't see the football. I like, this is genuine here. So what I've got, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five. We, Fab, you and I have got six tips different. There's a five game. Hey, five I, I, could, I could win the title this week. You could win the title. And I, I could be behind. I will be. I could either be 11 behind Tim, you're you. Out of it. <laughs> we've what written, what we've round written. are we doing? We're doing round 10. If I pick up one tip on both of you Tim. for the rest of the season, I will win. Put it this way. Brendan Bolton style, if you go another poor week this week, we're going to drop you from the tipping, <laughs> from the tipping. before the buy. I'm going to replace him with Harvey. Harvey's Harvey. actually not having a good year, poor kid. Oh, oh, six go. different. I could genuinely, if they all get up, we could take the lead. But and, I could and, also... And if he picks nine... Well, that's not going to happen. I, I might go ahead of you. <laughs> that, that's true. Look, we've gone... We've slapped the Jets down. Uh, quickly Speaking on, of slapping the Jets down, do we want to tell Timbo what our, our bet was? Apparently it's 20K... If Carlton go 4-0 and in the next four weeks, I owe Fab 20K. If they go 0-4, he owes me 20K. We all know he's not going to pay up. Would you? Well, I don't have to. Given that you're un- unemployed. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't even have to think about Sorry, it. Sorry, I, I don't mean to be nasty. Mate, I don't even have to think about it because we are, there's no chance we're going to go 4-0. Fuck, I hope we win the first three and you None. sit there just... Oh, mate. Would it be, would Squeaky it be great? Time. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I, know, I won't have anything to worry about by halftime this week. Um, in the NBA, that's still kicking along. I've got one thing to open us up. you genuinely got fucking three minutes to talk about All this because right. we're up against it. If Kawhi Leonard was named Ben Simmons, the Australian basketball public would be beside themselves. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best players on the planet. He's top three. Maybe so five. He's Maybe five. Ben Spence. I don't watch a lot of Toronto. basketball. I've watched a bit of basketball this this postseason. And the Toronto head coach, his name is eluding me at the moment. Don't know. He Don't. has no idea how to preserve player health. They're up by ten minimum going into the three quarter time break. There's about a minute and a half left. Bench him. Bench Kawhi. Have the minute and a half plus the five minute break. You've probably got seven, eight minutes worth of rest. Can I ask? He this, plays him up until the buzzer. Can I ask? It's a fairly stop Did they win? <laughs> nah, Kawhi was struggling. <laughs> no, he, no, st- no, he struggled in game three and he struggled. F- it's a fairly stop start game. How long's the court? It's like 30 metres? 94 feet. What's that, 30 metres? Oh, I don't know. About it's that. Three feet and a metre, isn't it? Well, loosely. Is it like like it's, it's a, three feet in a yard at the but top at the top top level? I get meters. it. Like at the top top level, twenty eight point six five one two meters. So it's basically like like a big test. Like they're not like see how often are they sprinting a up lot, and down mate. the court? A lot. Like really? But they're leaping. They're jumping. It's 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 mate. I don't, at the elite elite level, they're playing every second night. It's more about skill than it is. Like the athleticism's important, and they are all great athletes. But they're endurance. not they're not sprinting the court. Is it's a rarity that you sprint the court. And you're not On doing a fast repeats. break, you do. Otherwise, you're just getting back into P 
position and then and then you're going one on one and then it's and oh, then it's fast it's power it's police, not, enough, it's, you're not, not enough not court. enough respect being but if no, your no, guy, I'm, not, if, I'm not being disrespectful they don't it's the same as rugby league you if know, your guy doesn't have the ball you're just standing next to him correct in the def you're just standing next to him five on five and every now and again you'll have to hustle to get back but but you're not hustling is this milk to get park posi- basketball centre yeah. basketball brand analyzer no, no, or these guys no, cutting across you know Setting screens. Yeah, when you were playing at Mill Park, if your man doesn't yeah. move, you don't move. If you were fucking hey, basketball, mate, are you watching? If you were, if you were, if the game at Mill Park basketball, yeah. the fitness level of the fucking participants mm. is disgraceful. Yeah, I would expect mm. that the elite top level of the game, they'd be pretty fit. But they're moving constantly. As Nick Rewatt would say, they'd yeah, be rock hard sprinting. fit. They're not sprinting. They don't have I'm to be sprinting to be fatigued. They're playing a game every two days. I'm not saying now, it'd be. Yeah, I'm not saying it'd be difficult. I'm not saying sorry, it'd be easy. I'm not saying they should be. You know, How many playing, games did you play last year? I'm not saying they should be playing. They're not gut running. That's the point. I'm not saying they're they should be playing games back to back on the one night. But Jesus, it's probably just above baseball. Move in terms on. Of no, move on. I, don't, I don't even want to talk about the NBA. Excellent. We can move on. Uh, Golden State four nil, uh, Milwaukee Toronto two all. Yeah, uh, sad news, obviously, in the F1 with the passing of Nikki Lauda yeah, at the, the age of 70. Um, I think it was... Liver? Uh, kidney. Kidney, sorry. Kidney issue. Yeah. So dead at 70. Uh, unbelievable career and unbelievable life. Three-time world champion. Obviously, uh, a lot of people would know him, or if they don't know him from the movie Rush, go and watch it. Um, should have died. He's the man with the red hat, if you watch Formula the 1. The Parmalat hat. And, uh, or the Lauda air. Yeah. Um, so obviously, should have died in a, in a crash at the Nürburgring in 1976. Uh, ended up returning to the racetrack six weeks later. He was read the last rights uh, at the hospital, um, and and I think he lost the world title that year by a point. Wow! Missed two races, came back. Did he miss one race because he didn't want to race? So the story. So the last race at Japan, uh, I think he led by three Suzuka? points. Uh, yeah, it would have been Suzuka. Um, I don't know if they were racing at Fuji at that point, but last race he was three points in front, and uh, obviously against uh, James Hunt. And he decided in torrential rain it was unsuitable to race, um, which I think was a flow on. His first race back was at Monza, and I think he finished fourth. And he admitted after the race that he was petrified. Gunshot. He goes, oh, I was petrified, just you know, get back in the car. And I was, so I think with the rain coming down, he just figured it's not. I've been to, I've been to the edge. Yeah. And it's not a place I, I want to go. Don't, don't look back over. And. So he, he, he retired after two laps. James Hunt ended up finishing. I think it was third or fourth he needed to finish, and he did, and he won the title. Hunt, um, Nicky won it the next year, uh, and then he won it again in 84. So three-time world champion. Ferrari legend. Just out-and-out out legend of the sport. Oh, legend, um, full stop. And somewhat fitting that this week is at uh, right, this weekend's race is at Monaco, and there'll be a really lovely tribute, I imagine, to him. Um, there was Actually, I haven't watched it yet. There was something on Fox Sports about him last night, a little doco little tribute piece so i imagine during the broadcast sky will do one yep and we'll pick it up and be able to see it so obviously monaco this weekend big race biggest race on the calendar at least from a spectacle point of view i fear for daniel in the renault only because whilst speed isn't so much of an issue for him the balance of the car absolutely is and something that he and nico hulkenberg have complained about at various times this year is braking and at monaco you need brakes so i get the feeling dan the pedal on the pedal on the left we, we know what Dan can do when the car's balanced at Monaco. Yep. He's unbelievable. His pole lap last year was... Oh, I think they'll show it during the broadcast because it's unbelievable. It's flawless. But, yeah, this weekend, I think, sadly, that car just doesn't suit Monaco at all and he'll be in, in the wars. Quiz? We done? <laughs> Fabian's taken control of the quiz this week and he's, he promises us a new format, exciting stuff. 
Um, looking have, have forward. We got textures? Do we need textures? I don't think we do. Apparently, there's a lot of sound bites, a lot of sound grabs. I don't. I've, I've told Fabian this isn't going to work. Well, we've started already, boys. Good cross. You know my thoughts on this, Fabian. The most overrated sports entrance of all time. This is uh, Jacko in the Sponges uh, quiz. Oh, sorry, I no one, that. no one knows that joke. I said that. I said that Fabian was using. <laughs> I don't know the joke. I said that Fabian was using too many sound bites because I was, wasn't. I was just toying around. He was using. I will cut one of my. And I said to him that it's he, he listens to too much FM radio. He's like one of those hosts on an FM morning show. And I said they've all got names like Jacko and the Sponge. <laughs> so I like, named it Jacko and the Sponges quiz. You're like who the? You're like which one's the Sponge? What does that mean? Okay. Good start, Fabian. Let's Rock, go. paper, scissors, go. You two, I thought we quickly. Were tossing a coin. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean's one. So Sean. Good, good on pod. Rock, paper, scissors. Round one. Round just, just one. Just for those keeping score, scissors cut paper. <laughs> After scissor initially drew scissor. Um, round one's called pass or go. Okay. Um, any questions you get wrong, it's a deducted point. Oh. Through the quiz. <laughs> yeah. So you can choose to pass. If you pass, the other person continues to receive the question. So, Sean, you've won. Oh. So, so you stay on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sean, Santa Cazola underwent eleven operations, and he was told he'd never play football again. What did he do this week? Did he a return to the pitch for one final game? B play a cup final for his club? C score a goal for the first time in three years? Or D was picked in the Span- Spanish squad? A pass. Okay, Tim, you can't pass. Oh, clearly, <laughs> go quick. Tim goes. Got to pass. Five seconds, and then you you lose it. B, B played in the cup final for his team. Incorrect. Yes. The answer was he was picked for Spain. What? That seems extraordinary. So, see the four years Water since boy? his last. So minus one for Tim. <laughs> it's like my footy tipping. So it's back to Sean. Hey, Sean, here we go. Watford, Watford reached the FA Cup final for only the second time in their history. Um, they lost their first final in 1984, 2-0 to Everton. Why was the second goal controversial? Was it A, it was at least a metre offside, B, the striker headed the ball out of the goalkeeper's hands, C, Watford had a man down injured but Everton played on, or D, the striker scored with his hands? C. That is incorrect. Fuck. It was the striker headed the ball out of the goal. That's what I would have said. I would have gone B. So it's negative one apiece. Rip-roaring quiz to start. Timbo. Yes. Deontay Wilder defended his world title this weekend or this past weekend against Dominic Brizale in New York. Uh, Brizale, leading up to it, had won 20 out of his 21 fights. Who beat him? Was it A, Tyson Fury, B, Anthony Joshua, C, Vladimir Klitschko, or D, Dillian White? Oh, pass. Thank you very much, Fabian. Quickly, Sean. Five seconds. So what are the options? Can you give me the options? A, B, C, or D? No, but like the <laughs> B, Anthony Joshua, C, Vladimir Klitschko, or D, Dillian White? Beat him. Beat? Uh, Dillian White. Incorrect. Fuck. Um, I would have said Klitschko for what it's It was worth. Anthony Joshua. There you go. He beat him in the seventh round of their fight. So, minus okay. one to minus two. <laughs> Timbo. Stella. <laughs> um, Derby County are in the... Derby County are in the playoff um, for promotion. 
The last time they were in the Premier League was in 2007-2008. What was their points tally in that season? I'm going to pass, thanks, Fabi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't their points. It was, it was how many wins did they pick up? Was it one, three, five, or seven? So you've passed. I've passed. Mind you, they were relegated, obviously, in their last season. Three. Incorrect. It was one. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. Can't wait to revisit this one. I'm negative three. Good stuff. What was the most common scoreline in the Premier League this season, Tim? Was it A, 0-0, B, 1-1, C, 2-0, or D, 1-2? What were the options again? (laughs) 0-0? 0 1-1, 2-0, or 2-1? I feel like passing every single time is really, really weak, so I am going to take 0-0. Nil, nil. Nil, n- no. <laughs> no. Is it 1-2? Uh, uh, no, it's 2-0. Uh, Good stuff. Great quiz. Next question, please. Sean. Yes. As you came to the finish line in the 400-metre hurdles race this week, oh, college athlete Infinite Tucker was neck and neck with a fellow competitor. What did he do to win the race? Did he A, shout stop, and put off his opponent. Pass. B rugby tackled the other athlete. Pass. C threw his shirt and tripped the other guy. Or D flung himself headfirst towards the line like like Superman. Surely it's D. I've seen it, and it's D. It's D. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's it's absolutely <laughs> ripping footage. Tied up again, Timbo. So negative, we're at the end of round one. Negative it is two apiece. Minus negative two, two. Minus two. <laughs> Did, was was that the only correct answer of the round? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Stay tuned. Round two is called Football Maths. Okay. Footy Maths. Footy Maths. Sean. Levi Caswell minus Mark Murphy divided by Paddy Dow plus Harry McKay equals who? Sorry, I wasn't even paying attention there. It was Levi Caswell minus Mark Murphy divided by... by Paddy Dow plus Harry McKay. Cam Paulson. Correct. Yes. Is that one? That's two points for this. Hey, zero. Back on zero. Back on zero. Sorry, Hang on. No, it's not. So it doesn't work. Is it 41 a- minus 1.5 plus 10 doesn't make a number. You've used bod mass. Order of operations, you cunt. You've used bod mass. <laughs> he's wrong. <laughs> no, no, he's wrong. He's technically wrong. He's wrong. No, he's right. He, he is no, wrong. Lin- linearly. Oh, oh. Thank you. Tim's used bod mass. You All just right? focus on getting your fucking question right, Tim. Timbo, Will Setterfield minus Jared Garlett plus SPS... Divided by Mark Murphy equals whom? What was the second one? Setterfield minus Garlett plus SPS divided by Murphy equals. Did you have a text in? Will Setterfield minus Jeff Garlett. For fuck's sake, Tim. Divided by plus or plus SPS divided by Mark Murphy equals, and you've pretty Patrick much- Cripps. It's nil all. Damn Correct. It. Damn it. Okay. Just when you're ready, Quizmaster, next question. Dead air. Okay. Okay. Fast money. Okay. Hands on your buzzers. I want to hear your names, Sean or Tim. We ready? Uh, yeah. In which year was the Carlton Football Club formed? Sean. Sean. 1864. Correct. Um, Carlton established his home ground at Princess Park in what year? 
Closest to the pin. Sean. Sean. 1909. Tim. 1899. It was 1897. Shit. One all. In the early 1900s, Carlton adopted the old dark navy blue uniform. What other colour used Sean. to appear? Sean. It was a sham- chamois yoke. It was like a orange, yellow, yellow orange. Yeah. yeah. I'll accept that. It's orangey yellow, yeah. yeah. Correct. Sean O. Alex Jezelenko twice taken over the coaching role at Carlton during the season. In 1989, he replaced Robert Walls. Who did he replace in early... Tim. Early in, Tim. Percy Jones. Incorrect. No. Ian Thorogood? Incorrect. Who was it? The answer was Ian Stewart. Who oh, was that's... It? Sorry, that's... Uh, I was half... It was in like, 1978. Yeah, shit. That's... So... I lose. You got negative one, so you're back down to zero. Negative one? Well, you got it wrong. Can't get any. I'm on negative one. You're on one. No, no, you're on I'm zero. I'm on two. Tim's on two. Uh, oh, Sean's okay. on two. Okay, which Blues legend was caught riding the tram during a pre-season run? <laughs> Do we get it like an era? I've heard the story, but I don't remember who the it was. The good old days. Oh, absolutely. No. Nah. Bit uh, it was I, Percy Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah. Should have stuck with In mine. 2000, two players tied for Carlton's Best and Fairest Award, then called the Robert Reynolds Trophy. Brett Ratton was one. Sure. Is this the FR to who is the other? <laughs> I'm not going to answer. you got to give me the question. Who, who is the other? No, you can't just buzz in. You buzz in, you'll get what you've got. Campo. Correct. Three. Yes. What strange event occurred during the third quarter of the 1982 Grand Final? Tim. Helen D'Amico streaked and tried to jump all over Bruce Dool. You're getting two points for that because you named the streaker. The fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. What a load of shit. It's one question. One player has ever kicked over 100 goals in Tim. a seat. Alex Jezelenko. 121 or something? He kicked 115 goals. It should have given me 1970. Bonus points are available. They're open. you got to... F- no. Nah. I'll give our bonus points... If really nearly. Like. I've been stooged on that. Carlton's highest ever score is 30. Tim. North Melbourne. That's against Hawthorne. Incorrect. So no, Tim's back down to two. <laughs> Sean, you can have a go at it. 30-30-2-10 against Hawthorne, 1969. You're getting two points, getting a bonus point for that. Correct. Round, round three? I'm almost going to take a point off. Round two. <laughs> <laughs> Who has kicked the most goals in a single match for Carlton? Five seconds. Tim. Harry Soapy Valance, 11. Bit bit wrong. Sean, do you want to have a stab? No. Nah, Murray Clover kicked 13 goals against St Kilda in 1921. Who won the Norm Smith medal in 1987? Sean. Sean. No, uh, David Reese Jones. During the 1979 grand final, Wayne Harms. Tim. Ken Sheldon. Wearing number five, straight through the big two sticks. Too much information, almost going to take a point away. <laughs> In 1995, Carlton won its 16th premiership, ending a long, ending with a long run of wins. How Tim, short? 16. Tim, wait for me to give you the thing, but correct, 16. Which player played in the 1995 and 1999 grand finals for two different teams? Sean. Sean. Uh, Lee Colbert. Pip. Oh, no, of course. Tim. Tim. Adrian Hickmott. Correct. 
In what year? In what year did David Parkin first coach Carlton? Sean. Sean. Nineteen ninety-one. Tim. Oh fuck. Nineteen. Five seconds. Eighty. Incorrect. I'm taking points off both of you there. Nineteen eighty-one. I don't lose points. He's already lost points. I was. Are you? I'll give you a free hit. All right. What? Um, Carlton were premiers in 81 and 82. Mike Fitzpatrick was the captain. Who was the vice Tim. captain? Rod Ashman. Incorrect. Fuck. No, I'm like, do I lose a point? No, free hit. Swan McKay. No. Jeff, Jeff Southby. Jeff Southby. Yeah. What's the score? Uh, 6 <laughs> 2 by me. How many Brownlow votes did Anthony Kudafidis receive in 2000? This is not a buzz in. Qu- closest to the. Um, 18. Tim. 21. 19. Point for Sean. Oh, fuck. Who How many should he have got? Who did John 20. Elliott replace in 1983 as president? No. Do I get a free swing? No. No. Free swing to both of you. Where's Loft? Incorrect. No. no. Ian Rice. So Rice. the score is... 7-2. Ish. <laughs> no, it is. No, he was negative two to start. No, no, it's one, two, three, four. It's six to two. Uh-huh. Am I winning? Sorry, Sean. I'll get stuff. Oh, no, seriously, <laughs> I, I had it. I had it. Yeah, like, I had you at seven two, but I six lost, to two. I lost. Buzzes again. This round's called like, seen it. Oh. From which famous movie was the classic line? Frankly, my dear, sure. I don't. Gone with the wind. Correct. The script for what movie was written during the breaks on set of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Sean. Sean. You can have a stab, Tim. E.T. Correct. Wow. 8-2. What was Carrie Fisher's last movie? Sean. Sean? You got to give me... Is it a technicality? I'm not saying anything. Don't get it wrong. Rogue One. Incorrect. Yeah, I was going to say it's a technical one because they sort of had to credit it a bit. It's The Last Jedi. Last Jedi, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> actually, actually, no, that is... That's uh, Last Jedi. Actually, that's... It's I'm Last a, Jedi. No, I'm calling you on that. No, well, call IMDB and tell, tell them you're... She's, she's <laughs> in Rise of Who Skywalker. played the role no, of no, no, Detective no, 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 Alonzo no. Harris in Training Day? Sean, Denzel Washington. Tim, have you seen anything yeah, in the last I have. 30 I have. years? No, she's in Rise of, the, Rise of Skywalker. Carrie Fisher? Hasn't, hasn't aired yet. No, but she's credited. That's her last role, Rise of Skywalker. You're still incorrect. Wow. That's absolute horseshit. What was the Where's baboon's the name in The Lion King? What, sorry? What was the baboon's Tim name? Tim Rafiki. He's on the board. Who played Sher Horowitz in the Sean, movie? Alicia Silverstone. Fuck. How many times, Sean? What? How many times? How many times what? Just give us the answer. I don't know. I don't know. I've never. I've only seen Clueless once. In what distant world does the action take place in Avatar? Sure, Pandora. Eleven to three. In which country was Arnold Schwarzenegger born? Tim. Tim. Poland. Austria. Oh, Austria. Fuck. Hey. Eleven to two. <laughs> and what was the first Bond movie? Sean. Sean. Eon Productions. I like, just what's the first Bond movie? The first Bond movie made by Ian Productions was Doctor No. Correct, Doctor No. Twelve to two. Jesus. 
Now, where's Keanu Reeves when you need him? Final, <laughs> final round is called Save It or Win It. Oh, dear. Put a, he's put a lot of thought into the names of the rounds. What was that? So, Save It or Win It means it's a bidding system. I'm stealing part of Sean's quiz. Superior quiz. You can't sit back. Um, the question is, how many number fours can you name for the Carlton Football Club? Now, if you don't get your bid right, you lose that point. You lose that amount of points. Who's for now? <laughs> Bids, please. Um, I've got... We fucking rain that bid in quick. I've got seven. Jesus. I'm not going to get seven. So is that mine, is it? <clears throat> Well, seven. So, hold on. What's I'll, the... I'll be forgetting all the ones in the 2000s. You could be assured of that. <laughs> okay. We've got to go. But I if said... you don't get them right, you lose seven points. So I still win. <laughs> Bryce Gibb. Bryce Gibb won. Lockie O'Brien. No, people aren't going to understand why we say Bryce Gibb. Your old man says Bryce Gibb. Lockie O'Brien. Yes. Stephen Kernahan. Yes. Luke Livingston. Yes. Uh, Bazasto. Yes. Vinny Cotoggio? Yes. Bruce Dool? No, he wore a number 11. <sighs> Bruce Dool did wear number four. Now, hold on. Minus seven for Sean. Bruce Dool wore number four. Wore number 11. He wore number... He swapped to number 11 because he didn't want to be close to John Nichols' locker because John Nichols used to get all the press. He wore number four. For 27 games between 1969 and 1971, I'll have to pay it for it to him. Suck my cock, the two of you. <laughs> Sean O wins the quiz 19 to 2. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, Anyone heard of Tony Southcombe? No. <laughs> no. Mark Buckley? Bucks. Played, there was one, one, played there, one game in 1985. There was one really... Aaron Hamill? Yeah, no, that oh, was that, that's the one I couldn't... Because I had Livo, and I was thinking there was someone before him. Because he went from 36. Yes. What about Bob Bazasto in the Jesus. 50s? Jesus Christ, that's a deep cut. What about... <laughs> you sound like that great, that classic... Sorry. You sound like that classic... Freddie, Freddie Chip Springle. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like that classic bit on... He played um, in, in the 20s. On the, on the uh, World Cup, the World Cup fever, you know, when they had uh, Rob Sitch. And he goes, what about Lance Cairns? <laughs> you sound like that. Oh, Who shit. else have you got for us? Hey? Who else have you got for us? That's it. Oh, that's all. We've that's all. Had, I skipped the audio one because... We only had nine where <laughs> before... <laughs> What do you mean? It's the end of Fab's quiz. Technically, I won 21 to 2 because that, that Carrie Fisher question was a. That's an Her last movie was uh, The Last Jedi. The last movie is Rise of Skywalker. When it is released, that will be the answer. <sighs> that's all right. I won. I actually didn't mind that. I thought that was okay. You've done, you've done a lot of work there. I, I reckon you've gone too hard too early. I think there's too much. You've got to spread that. That should have been. Three episodes worth of quiz. That's a, that's a month's worth of quiz. I like the idea of potentially a like an actual buzzer, okay. where we've actually got a we've got to actually play a sound. 
Well, it's up to you. We can come back with Fab's quiz. Yeah, I'm willing to give Fab's quiz another go. We could also call it Jacko and the Sponge if you want, Sean. Jacko and the yeah, I like. Uh, do I have to do the voice though before it? <laughs> do it, Jacko and the Sponge. <laughs> that was a bit. That was that's a bit all. Re- yeah, we happy with that. We're happy with that. Happy with that. Buenos Aires, ragazza. It's ragazza is is like it's girl girl. Buenos Aires. Good evening, girl. Ragazzi, gents. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, Buonasera, whatever you say. It's Buonasera, but you say Arrivederci when you're leaving. So, Arrivederci ragazzi. For, uh, yeah, for, for Fabian. See you yeah. later. Or Fabian's quiz. For Tim Davis, victorious coach, Tim Davis. He's off the mark. Always a pleasure and a buy this week. Oh, that's the, the worst time. The momentum know. killer. I know, the momentum killer. Although Tyron will be playing back up <clears> in the <throat> under-12s this week. Why is that? Oh, they're short. They're short. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Tim. And for me, Sean Peterbach, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Toodles. See you later. She does.
NFL, NBA, soccer. No one gives a shit about the NBA. Everyone does, mate. No one, seriously, no one cares about it at all. I do. Tim do. What are you talking about in the soccer? Oh, City. Doing what? One day break up. No one cares about that. Literally. Let's not talk about it then. AFL. Gonna be chewing all all that. Talk about. Josh Frydenberg won the PGA Tour or whatever it was. What Josh Frydenberg won the PGA Tour, didn't he? Look at a fucking treasure in there. Who, who's the guy who won the golf? Brooks Kepka. Brooks yeah, Kepka. Yeah, close. Josh, he tried hard to lose it, though. Josh Frydenberg won the PGA. That would, would have been an exceptional performance. Yeah, absolutely. Retained the seat of Kuyong and <laughs> won the PGA <laughs> Championship. The, yeah. All in the one weekend. Let's go. The good news is I got that on record too, so we can, <laughs> we can, show, we can chuck that on the end. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> when you sit there really quietly, I'm thinking, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you're just fishing here. We would have already started, but Fab's eating loudly. And then now he's going to do that lips, disgusting lip-smacking thing. Let's go.